Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Deep left into the bleachers, a two-run homer. A swing and a miss, ball game. Liftoff. And history marches on. 22 consecutive wins. From the sports desk of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com, this is Leading Off with Ryan Lewis, a podcast on the Cleveland Indians. Santana makes the catch. Ball game. The Indians have won the American League pennant. The Cleveland Indians are going to the World Series. Now, Ryan Lewis and Dan Kadar. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Dan Kadar from Ohio.com. Ryan, of course, is joining me. Ryan, the the Indians are approaching the MLB trade deadline on Wednesday, which we promised last week we will get into heavily here, and the Indians actually made a small trade over the weekend, and we will talk about that too, but we have to start this podcast this week with Trevor Bauer. And maybe not necessarily the Trevor Bauer news we thought we would talk about at least you know some time ago. It was all the Trevor Bauer betrayed, yada yada yada. We thought maybe we'd be talking about that this week. Instead, we're talking about Trevor Bauer launching a baseball from the pitcher's mound over the center field wall in Kansas City. What is your reaction to Trevor Bauer's big heave? Well, it's certainly not, you know, kind of the, the act or the image that the Indians would, would like. Uh, you know, Trevor Bauer did uh, issue a, uh, you know, he, talking with reporters in Kansas City, he issued a, a lengthy apology um, for doing it, for kind of letting some people down, for, um, you know, just kind of letting uh, his frustration get the best of him. Uh, that frustration is something that seems to have been building for quite some time mm-hmm. uh, in that he, he feels he's pitched at a, at a certain level and he's had several starts either where um, you know a lower percentage of hard contact was doing a little bit more damage than it normally does. Uh, Sunday start was one in which you know it, it involved a couple of weaker hits, it involved you know ball getting lost in the sun and uh, you know things just kind of built up. Um, so that was kind of the um, you know the the explosion of frustration that that's been building for him. Uh, he also told reporters in in KC that you know he spoke with the team, issued an apology, and kind of said that yes, this was unprofessional, it was unbecoming, um, all all of those you know kind of kind of ideals that the Indians would would prefer to stay away from. Um, but one one element was how it might affect his his trade value. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, we're we're right up against the deadline. Um, but in terms of affecting his trade value, you know, Trevor Bauer, if something like that was really going to affect a deal and, and really alter, you know, significantly alter the return that the Indians might get, A, I really don't think that that's the case. I, acquiring Trevor Bauer for an opposing team, say the Phillies, say the Yankees, say the Padres, uh, whatever team, you know, may do it or, or may be looking into it, 
that's a pretty major move. That's a significant trade. This isn't. This is not a smaller deal. You're going to have to give up uh, one or two significant pieces from your roster or from your system. Um, so something, something like him launching the ball over center field at the end of a frustrating start. That's not going to like take some major deal off the table. And from the Indians' perspective, I also don't think it's going to make them go like, oh, well, we just have to give him away now. I don't think that's the case. Um, they still need to get top dollar for him. You know, as we've talked about, it, it's what's on the a, a, it's what's on the field that matters. It's teams thinking that he can help, you know, them win in the postseason. That's what's going to drive everything. And from the Indians' perspective, um, you know, that's that's all that's going to really, um, you know, t- take precedent. And um, you know, I I, I just I, I think that some things can kind of get overblown. And it, if these things were going to really affect his trade value, there are probably other things that would be higher on the list than this. Um, he drew some criticism for trading some jabs on Twitter with a female college student. He gave an interview with Sports Illustrated that was, um, you know, very honest. And, and that's that's kind of who he is. He's honest. He's forthcoming. He's upfront about some 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 things that he feels and kind of who he is and. Uh, certain things within that interview have, have kind of rubbed, the, rubbed people the wrong way. Um, so there are things that, that he's done in the past that if this stuff was going to affect things, one moment of frustration like this isn't really going to move the scale, I don't think. Um, and you know, from the union's perspective, it's his situation in terms of on the field and how he fits in, into their roster, that's the reason that his name has been thrown around in, in, in trade groupers, not because... You know, some people think that they'd love to get rid of them uh, just because of the, of the online stuff, um, and that's the only reason. That's just not the case. It's, it's the fact that he's, he is a talent. Uh, the Indians' pitching depth comes into play. His uh, service time situation comes into play. His, uh, you know, how much, you know, his contract this season and his expected contract next season and his final season of arbitration comes into play. All of those things just kind of set him up to be kind of the prime trade chip that the Indians would like to move if they can find the deal that makes them pull the trigger. Um, this, this tirade, it's, I, I don't think it's going to greatly affect it. The bigger issue from the Indians' perspective is, you know, what kind of discipline will, will this draw from the league and how does that affect, you know, their pennant race? Those are the things that kind of more so come into play when something like this happens. But in terms of the trade market, I just don't see like some major deal being being taken off the table just because of that. I agree, and really, I I kind of started to feel like, especially as the Indians continued to play well throughout July, that a Trevor Bauer trade this season wasn't going to happen. But what this you know tirade, which you said it perfectly, you could really see his frustration coming the last few games that he started. Um, this tirade makes me wonder more of like it's just another thing added on to the Trevor Bauer um, resume of weird things if you will that at some point you just have to wonder if Terry Francona is going to say okay he look he's talented but enough is enough it's it seems to always be something with this guy um so that that's what I wonder about. I, I don't think he was going to get traded this season. Of course, we'll see. He could get traded by the time we get off this podcast today, for all I know. But um, 
that that's how it, it plays to me. Like, is Terry Francona going to reach his wits end with with Trevor Bauer in Cleveland? That that's that to me is the takeaway from the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and there there's his, his Twitter account, some things that he's mm-hmm. things that he's done or said in the last couple of years. Sure, there are things that I think pretty clearly have frustrated at least some within the organization, but. If he's helping them win games, if he's doing it in a somewhat respectful manner, that's all kind of just going to be that's that's Trevor. He he sees things from a different view. He's also helped. A different view has helped certain pitchers within the system. He, mm-hmm. He's worked with Clevenger. He, he's worked with other guys. So if he's if he's doing those things, and that's kind of what I was uh, bringing up just a bit ago, in that the real damage here comes with any possible discipline, any possible suspension that might come up this where he may if he misses a start, something like that. And in, in not just this incident, but anything. Anything that affects your ability to do what you need to do on the field to help the team, that's when it becomes a huge issue. Um, and it, he's, it's not something where the Indians are just going to cut bait because, of, because of, of some stuff like this. And again, he launched the ball to center field. It's You know, it's not... It's, it's just I, I just don't see it as something that's going to greatly alter some trade within the next 48 hours that would have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bigger issue is, from, you know, from, from the team's perspective is that, you know, the, the bigger issue from the team's perspective is that they're about to enter a brutally tough schedule in the month of August, and it kind of needs to be a, an all-hands-on-deck approach. So anything that puts that into any jeopardy at all, that's kind of the bigger issue here, I think, in terms of the, the ramifications of, of anything like this. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Well said. So let, let's move on to uh, the trade deadline. Again, it is Wednesday at 4 o'clock, so it's coming up real fast here. Over the weekend, the Indians made, I would call it a minor move of acquiring a lever Hunter Wood, infielder Christian Arroyo. Ryan, I, I'm calling it that a minor move. How would you classify it? Yeah, yeah, it's a it, it's a smaller deal. It's uh, a deal that um, on on Cleveland side, it, they are you know it just allows them to kind of set up some organizational depth. Um, Hunter Wood as a reliever, uh, Christian Arroyo as a utility infielder, um, uh, who was a a higher thought of prospect at at one point, um, and it kind of just allows them to take advantage of a situation in which. The Tampa Bay Rays uh, needed to shift some things around uh, with their 40 man after they acquired Eric Sogard. Um, so they, they needed to make a move of some kind. The Indians, you know, see it as a way to, in a, in a relatively small way, perhaps a big way, if, if either one of those guys or both end up making a, a significant contribution at any point. Um, it just allows them to, you know, kind of take advantage of that, add some pieces, add some depth. Um, which is never, you know, never really a, a, a bad thing. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would term it a, a smaller move that, perhaps, in a very small way, opens the door to something else, or just gives them some added flexibility down the road, some depth in case of injuries. Um, yeah, it's, it's a smaller deal, certainly not the deal that maybe a lot of Indians fans have, have, have kind of wanted, but it's. It's just something where a situation came along that they could take advantage of, and you know the Indians being in their situation, in their market, um, in their in their contention window, everything like that. It just kind of made sense for them, and so that's that's you know that's why they pulled the trigger. Hmm. So now I'm going to ask you to pull out your crystal ball. 
and you know rub that thing and tell me do you think this is going to be the only move that the Indians made make before the trade trade deadline? I think the odds would say no, but I, I I'm also not sure that the you know kind of like what we just alluded to the bigger moves that fans and wings want. I'm not sure that that's coming either. Um, you know, the Indians they they have a lot of different ways that they could kind of add to this roster or shape this roster, and and one of the big ways is that um, it you know we've as everyone has, we you know everyone has seen the outfield as kind of probably the main target area. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you know had Bobby Bradley come up in that DH spot and and hit really really well, uh, kind of took off uh, immediately, things might be kind of different. But because he didn't, it, it really opens the door even more to a wide variety of moves and a, a wider variety of guys that the Indians could bring in uh, because they could they could. Use, utilize a DH spot, they could bring in an infielder and move someone else to that spot. They can still bring in an outfielder. Um, and then they can also, you know, the, their goal throughout this entire process for the last seven, eight months, going back to November, has been to construct this roster in 2019 the best way they can, while also looking forward to 2020, 2021, and beyond, and ensuring that everything can fit into their payroll structure, ensuring that they can keep this contention window open as long as possible. So with that in mind, they, they could also make a move anticipating, uh, you know, Jason Kipnis no longer being there next season. Uh, his his club option will almost certainly be declined this winter. It's almost a, an absolute certainty, I think. Um, so knowing that, you know, he, he may not be there, the Indians could bring in a second baseman, they could bring in a third baseman and move with plans to move Jose Ramirez over there next year. So there's a, they have so many different routes to add to the roster. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising at all if they – if they found one, they could, they could also, uh, you know, potentially add to their bullpen, which has performed well above expectations. But bullpens are, are finicky. You can always add a piece. You can always add, um, you know, a, a setup man with a little, little bit of a longer track record to get the bread hand um, in front of the options that the Indians have had. Um, so there's so many different routes, and. Even though the Indians don't have a ton of guys on their major league roster that it would make sense to trade, like like we've talked about all you know all season, Trevor Bauer, Brad Hand, and maybe a few others kind of make sense just in terms of looking at uh, you know the possible return, uh, the the payroll implications, and, and the Indians' goals that they've talked about. There aren't that many guys that kind of make sense. Um, from the major league side, but from the minor league side, the Indians could kind of dip into that a little bit to, to add somebody here or there. Um, so in terms of, of the major moves, it seems like that might be, that those percentage chances might be declining in terms of Bauer or Hand especially. And, you know, unless the Indians kind of get blown away, they may not make the major move, but they could certainly, you know, add, add a smaller piece. Hmm. So this this is the question, because this is the player up right now in the the trade rumor in the Indians. And this is from John Heyman of MLB Network. It's Domingo Santana. Uh, He is that big bat in the outfield. Of course, he's not a good fielding outfielder, which we've talked about Nick Castellanos a couple weeks ago. Same deal. Big, big bat in the outfield. Domingo Santana strikes out a ton. Uh, is he a big deal for a team like the Indians? I think he would, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that he, he fits into a lot of what the Indians have kind of talked about. 
Um, he's not, not a, certainly not a perfect fit, but adding Domingo Santana is, is a relatively major deal. Um, and, you know, and something that would kind of check off a lot of boxes. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, Nick Castellanos, who's actually, Castellanos has been better defensively this year than he has in the past. That bar was really low, so that wasn't difficult to do. But he has been a little bit improved uh, in, in right field, and he said that he'll, he'll kind of play, play wherever if needed, if he's dealt. Um, Trey Mancini could be a, another name in Baltimore. That would, that would kind of at least make some sense. And the Indians could plug into their lineup. Um, so there are, you know, there are so many names out there that, you know, that could fit. I think Santana would be a relatively bigger move. Um, someone that, uh, you know, they can, they can add, uh, they, they can have for, for several seasons. Um, and it, it kind of just kind of, Make that sort of move that they've that they've talked about wanting to make without necessarily, you know, draining a, a certain asset or a certain surplus. So that that's something that would, you know, that would make sense that would fit into their structure. Um, you know, Castellanos is a free agent this season. That'd be a smaller deal, but something that would, you know, at least be a, a temporary fix, and they can go into the off season with some options. Mm. Um, so you know, it it again, like we've talked about, it's it's easy to say. You know, if you're the team, yes, we'd like to do this. This would be ideal. It's much harder to find the right deal, uh, to find a team in, in the right position with the right asset and willingness to do so. Um, so, you know, you know, like you mentioned, Wednesday at four, and there's and there's no uh, there's no waiver trade deadline. There's no waiver trade deadline this year. Um, so there, people are kind of waiting to see if if there will be a flurry of moves. Um, you know, the Indians have benefited from that waiver trade deadline the last couple of years. That is no longer an option. So there is a little bit more of a, a risk in terms of being aggressive here. Or, or, you know, you could also look at it as a little bit more of a reason to be aggressive. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think that they will make a smaller move. Um, it kind of just depends on, on if they can find the right piece because the Indians have, have kind of shown that they at times can have a fairly high asking price. And they, they do not like moving off that. They have the assets. You, know, you have a finite amount of assets with which to build the team. And you know, the Indians are not keen on moving off of those assets or, or that, that, that trade value um, you know, just for the sake of making a move, just to make some noise. That's, that's not really their MO. Um, so if they can find the right move, they can pull the trigger. But that's, that's easier said than done. It, it really, really is. And again, the, the trade deadline is Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And, you know, the Indians will be in the midst of a series of the Astros at that point. And they, like you mentioned, Ryan, they have a really murderous row of, of games there in August, which we talked about a little bit in the past. But, Ryan, do we have anything else to chat about this week before we get out of here? I don't think so, unless, you know, someone else has done something weird. <laughs> we will get out of here on that note next week we'll talk a little bit more probably about the really just the brutal schedule of games the indians have coming up there will probably be more trevor bauer fallout i, I would guess something maybe uh, maybe we'll talk danny salazar Something like that. Maybe that'll be next week, too. Maybe we'll be talking about the newest Cleveland Indian, whoever that may be, and who the Indians gave up to get him. So check it out next week when we return here on the Leading Off Podcast with Ryan Lewis. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next time.